You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 448 of Podcateers. This week we talk about wanting to eat Thor's hammer. We share some thoughts on last week's Disney news, thoughts on Funko's Big Thunder Mountain board game, we play a new game with Disney merch, Jerry Seinfeld is a rock star, and Andrew now has a name for his segment formerly known as Disney 100, but in 50 weeks, so it's two a year by Andrew Extravaganza Podcateer, sponsored by Honda, but not really sponsored by Honda. And he continues the story with two of the biggest years in Disney company history, 1927 and 1928. Plus, we even have some spontaneous singing in the episode. We'd love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on Discord. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com slash links and click on the Discord button to join our community. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers After Show, and access to our happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP squad for their continued support. So it's time to get the episode going. If this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while now, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 448 of Podcateers. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. I love what New York. the other one? I love what New York. I need New York. I, oh, mommy made me mash my M&M's. <laughs> mommy made me mash potatoes with the... Uh, what? M&M's. Mash my M&M's. Mommy, mommy made me mash my M&M's. I've never had mashed potato M&M's, but I mean... There's no potato involved. They made me mash my M&M's. Oh. Made me, <laughs> made me mash my... M and M's. Mommy made Why me would mash. You mash your M and M's. I don't know. Why That's do you horrible. need rubber baby buggy bumpers? <laughs> so that you don't hit yourself as you're bumping into I everything. Guess. Mom, but what if mommy <laughs> made me mash my M and M's? Oh no! How dare she? Why don't you just eat them? What a waste of M and M's. Well, I guess if you want to get the chocolate out, I don't know. You melted them down so you can put them in a McFlurry or something. I don't know. Ooh, oh. <laughs> You know, with uh, with how I've been feeling the last several weeks, like with my throat hurting and all that stuff, like I've been afraid to have anything cold or ice cream because there was at least one time I can remember in the last month where I had something not even like ice cold, just like fairly cool. Right. And I went into this like 40 minute coughing fit. And it just was not comfortable. Like, by the end of it, my head was hurting. Like, if I was getting kicked by a donkey in the face. And it just just didn't feel good. But what's cooler than being cool? Ice cold, I guess. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I got to get it out. You got to get it out. You can't just say all right once. (laughs) 
I'm sorry. You can't just say Yeah, I was wondering if you were going to enter the rest of those. But. I was trying to just hold it in, but I could not. It's like, a, <laughs> you know, you can't have just one, you know, Pringle or whatever. It's, you got to say all the all rights. Hey, yeah. So you were talking about the mashing the M&Ms and eating and stuff. And I yeah. have to admit mm. that, uh, Mel, hmm? you know, you sent us this photo and this article via text message you want to talk a little bit about what you sent us because i'm salivating i can and (laughs) i why don't you tell everybody what you sent us and your idea because i think the idea is kind of genius okay so um let me start with the idea no let me start with the picture no 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 picture so i was just scrolling on social media and i happened to see a post where this beautiful plate of food just got my attention and I wasn't aware of this and some of you might have heard of it but it is called Thor's hammer now let me describe first off I'm so sorry if you guys get hungry I hope you guys grab a snack press pause (laughs) go 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 (laughs) because I was like oh I want to eat this go go gadget snack yes (laughs) This is beyond snack, but yes, exactly. (laughs) Right? Okay, so this plate, Thor's hammer, is a beef shank. So it's a big piece of meat, and you have the bone. So if you think about Milner, it's a hammer. So think of it like that. Now it's upside down, and on the plate itself, you've got mashed potatoes, you have onions, and you have Things you could think of, carrots, you know, Goodness. good stuff. Yes, that goes with beef. So I sent you guys two pictures, or actually one. And I was like, no, 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 there's another one that it just sparked an idea. And I'm like, why isn't this in DCA? Well, the other picture, what they do at some places, you know, they serve it with bear claws. So Thor's hammer and bear claws, what? Uh, I see Wolverine. Marvel? I think this belongs at Pim's. And you may think, oh, it's too expensive. No, 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 no. We have the family size of Pimini. So no excuses. (laughs) It is possible. (laughs) And I think you could probably, I mean, I would be, I would have to share this with somebody else because I cannot eat all this. So instead of a family of six, maybe three, maybe one, if you're really hungry. (laughs) Or one hazen. Look, let's be honest. (laughs) I know this plate looks ridiculously, like, large. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to feel horrible for a week, but, Mm -hmm. like, I'm pretty sure I could kill it all, like, in a city. Disney calories don't count. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's That's right. That's right. That's what, you know, we've learned something. (laughs) Yeah. So when you sent this, I've seen like huge tomahawk steaks that they have in Vegas. Like a buddy of mine went to Vegas and he had a tomahawk steak there and he sent me a picture. And I, like I was drooling, right? I was Mm -hmm. like, like, it looks so delicious. But then you sent us this one 
and like, I'm drooling again. Damn it! Um, <laughs> like it's got like the the carrots and it's got the potatoes and everything, and it just it looks like it's so tender and it just looks like it's just so juicy and taste. Oh, why are we talking about this right now? Um, <laughs> I should have eaten before we started recording, <laughs> right? That, yeah, yeah, that's true. So. Disney, please take Mel's idea uh, into consideration and then action to add Thor's hammer as uh, a new entree option at Pim's mm-hmm. Kitchen. And you can even market it uh, either as Thor's hammer or if because it's at Pim's Kitchen, market it as like a tiny lamb chop or something that got, you know, enlarged as part of the process or something if you want to keep the theming there. But I mean, you if go. you look at one of these like beef shanks, it looks like Thor's hammer. It looks like Mjolnir. Like Mel's yeah. right. There's uh, a, a post uh, that I think was it you, Andrew, that sent it as a follow up, or uh, no, oh, Mel that was you me. sent it. No, nope, I wasn't <laughs> yeah. doing anything. So, so the follow up that Mel sent was not just like this meal, but they have like all these beautiful thor hammer looking things before cooking all on the butcher's table and they're all lined up ready for the eating and mm-hmm. i just thought to myself why does mel hate me <laughs> <laughs> this looks so delicious i i have to admit like when i saw the bear claws i thought i don't think you need them like it looks like it's so tender that you can kind of just rip it off and just kind of eat it mm-hmm. um this is definitely a meal that you can just kind of like scoop up and eat. Uh, I imagine that being the way I am coming from my family, I feel like tortillas would be involved somehow. And like, yeah, I'd just be <laughs> yeah. scooping up with tortillas. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this picture is definitely going up on uh, on Discord because this is a beautiful site. It so is. Disney. Yeah, let's make this happen. Uh, it just Disney, head over to the Discord and see the, the photo that we posted, and then you'll see exactly what we're talking about. And then you can see the deliciousness of of what Thor's hammer is. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're going to have to move on from the food because this is making me... Uh, That's making me not a knife. I knew I, sh- I, knew I should have eaten before we started. I knew I, I did should a, I, I did an Australian thing. It was bad. Oh, it's it's probably better than mine. That's Australian. not mate. That, mate. That's not that's not a knife. Nope, I did it worse. <laughs> Never mind. <Jesus. laughs> it's a blooming onion, mate. A dango ain't my baby. Oh, I'm sorry <laughs> to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. A uh, little right, bit so... of Christmas pud. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. So let's uh, let's move on. From uh, delicious food to La Brea Bakery. I'm, I'm kidding. So the news broke last week that La Brea Bakery was closing at Downtown Disney, right? But mm-hmm. yep. in, in fairly true Disney fashion, they sometimes like to release a whole bunch of news after we've recorded that week's episode. Because yep. why not? Right? They like to play right. games with us like that. So guess what? Podcateers Newsroom did its thing. We didn't have the chopper last week. But we did have late breaking <laughs> news. Uh, quickly, I just want to go over some of the announcements and just get your thoughts before we move uh, on to other stuff this episode. But uh, Tron Light Cycle is finally getting is finally going to open, opening April fourth. Finally, right? I feel like they've been talking about this forever. They it's been pending opening for seventeen years now. No, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, having an opening date. Do you think it puts us any closer to having that here? 
to having anything Tron come back to the Disneyland Resort? I want to say yes. Gosh, I want to say yes. Please listen, it's, Disney. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's it, it's something. It's the whole Tomorrowland problem is is the problem. It's if yeah. you're doing Tomorrowland, everybody knows the Tomorrowland problem. There's so many issues that it, it's the reason why Tomorrowland isn't getting done. I'd love to see it show up, uh, but you know who knows. Uh, let's see. We got. Uh, I I didn't know that this was a thing, but I guess I should have known considering that. You have to pay here as well, but Disney World uh, announced that effective immediately, the resort hotels will once again have free self-parking. I guess that's a huge bonus for people that are vacationing uh, over on the East Coast there. Uh, coming soon, looks like uh, anybody that purchases Genie Plus is going to be able to download attraction photos for free at Walt Disney World as well. Uh, here, one of the biggest things that was announced is that Genie, I'm sorry, uh, park hopping is now going to start at 11 a.m. for Disneyland mm-hmm. and California Adventure. I don't know if that announcement is specifically for the Disney 100 celebration or if this is a permanent move to 11 a.m., but either way, you know, park hopping at two was always kind of a pain. One. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. One, uh, park hopping at one was always kind of a pain for a lot of people. So having the ability to do that at 11 a.m. I think is much nicer. Mm-hmm. Did Did you ever run into that that you wanted to switch over earlier? It was, you know, I think we just kind of took it all into consideration as the day went. Um, so, you know, the only issues would become if it got like really busy. It's like maybe we'll go over you know other side and see if it's less busy, but. You couldn't, but usually the morning wasn't too bad, so it never really affected me too much. Other than like if I I would want to have like breakfast in one park, and I got I only got reservation, you know, for I had the other park kind of thing that made it, you know, an issue because you couldn't, you know, breakfast is over at ten or whatever, so you can even this doesn't help for breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and, and it yeah. was really really brutal in the summer because you're under that sun at one or not even that before that so you're right under like the hottest point and without being in shade it was it was a little rough it was a little rough so i like that they're changing it um that will definitely help out for you know it'll make your day a lot better and a lot more pleasant because you're not in that heat so Mm -hmm. i i like that yeah, you know, I didn't even think about that aspect of it, that when when people begin to bark hop, the lines do form out in the mm-hmm. esplanade, and you are waiting for some time. That's a great point. I, I mean, I haven't really gone to the park during this, you know, 1 p.m. park hopping thing, but, yeah. like, I eat breakfast for dinner, so, like, I could have eaten breakfast for lunch or for dinner, so I guess in that case, it doesn't really affect me. So Well, it's Take just that, breakfast! Yeah. It's more me <laughs> wanting the the breakfast that uh, f- like Flo's hasn't been serving breakfast, so it makes me mad because they had my favorite breakfast, Aww. which was um, a big pile of sugar on a plate, basically. Yes. Um, so that was <laughs> great. Plate. If anybody remembers the brioche French toast, that was my go to breakfast. I mean, yep. literally, that's basically like a piece of cake with caramel sauce and a banana. Yep. As breakfast, <laughs> and you get a large Coke with that. That's a breakfast of champions right there. 
Um, So, you know, (laughs) I hope they bring that back and I can have it again. But they haven't been serving breakfast over at Flo's for a bit now. So I don't know. Maybe I have I have other thoughts on Disney food, but that's for another time. Well, let's save the conversation. We'll definitely talk about that some more. Yeah, uh, because the dude, the beef shank just got me like super hungry. Uh, <laughs> I have a big see, picture of it. I was looking up beef shanks, so I just have a big picture of beef shank on my computer. I guess I can close it now. We're not talking about beef shanks anymore. Oh, there's a the advertisement. I was trying to see how much like an average beef shank weighed to see how if you could, you know, how how many people would it take? To if you can them. lift, if you're worthy. <clears throat> It says it's a twenty pounds is an average beef shank, but most of it is bone weight. So it is a huge bone in there. It's a big old bone. But anyway, are you worthy to eat Thor's hammer at Pim's kitchen, mate? Mate, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess technically Chris Hemsworth is. This is getting difficult. This is not what we were talking about. (laughs) He's from Asgard in Australia. I know what you're trying to say. But, yeah. Anyway. uh, Anyway, wait. Hold on a second. That made me think of something else. My wife just told me that. So, remember when uh, a while ago uh, kids were developing British accents because of Peppa Pig? Yes. Well, apparently now everybody's talking like Bluey now. The kids are all Australian. So they're That's all saying great. Nar. Nar. Nar for no. Nar. Anyway, I, I that love was something it. we were talking about earlier this evening. So uh anyway, back to the news. Oh yeah, well I Whatever. was watching a video on TikTok about some guy talking about Bluey's theme song. The first call is in fourths, the next one is in thirds, the next one is in halves, and then Bluey's name, there is no step. It's just Bluey at the end because they're counting so down down yeah i keep getting like music things in my my instagram videos but that's stuff i don't care about so i don't know mom oh. <laughs> dude speaking of music i can ah oh, sidebar before we get back to the <laughs> disney news the fourth so, sidebar <laughs> yes so <laughs> Throughout the week, we we always send each other like TikTok videos, and you know, our conversation continues in our text thread, right? So mm-hmm. Andrew sends us this freaking video he found on TikTok of this guy that ruins music for people because he's like, "Why not? Let me just make people's lives miserable." And so uh, he posts a song by the Killers. You know, if you're familiar with the Killers, you might be familiar with the way Brandon Flower sounds when he's singing. Uh, mm-hmm. In this case, it was Mr. Brightside that he was singing. But then, as you're hearing the song, he switches to a picture of Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> and so now, <laughs> I've heard that TikTok several times. And look, if you close your eyes and you don't look at Jerry's photo... It's it's the killers, right? It's Brandon right. singing this song that you are familiar with. But if you look at Jerry's photo as you are listening to the song, it is clearly Jerry Seinfeld. And now I can't undo that in my brain. <laughs> so. well, at least you didn't unlock a new core memory, you know? <laughs> I was like, I thanks. Mean, <laughs> what's the deal with Brandon Flowers? I can't do something. Oh. I'm coming out of my cage. And I'm 
Should we play it? Should we just give people a sampling? Okay, look, yes. I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play it. Uh, it's up just to you if Jerry, you want to rewind. Just, yeah. yeah. Think of Jerry Seinfeld. Ready? Here we go. So if you had Jerry Seinfeld in your head, I'm sure that that's all you're gonna hear from now on. Uh, you're not gonna be able. And if you if you are not as you know, good at imagining photos. Just look at a picture of him. Find a photo in the Google and then uh, look at his picture while you're listening to that song and see what it does to your brain. Uh, it took me a long time to get the it's me, Mario, I'm the problem, it's me <laughs> out of my head. And now I have something new to worry about because like there we it's go. gonna haunt me. And now you just got uh, it back in your head because you thought about it. Yep. No, th- <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. <laughs> uh, let's see. Disneyland Resort news that came out last week. Um, oh, so Josh Tomorrow made an announcement that they were going to be reserving dates throughout 2023 where the price for those dates was going to be $104 per visit. The new days that are going to be allocated are going to be about the equivalent of two months' worth of reservations. Uh, they didn't post exact dates, but it looks like that's going to be coming. And if they have, I, I haven't seen it yet. Um, $104, it's a pretty good deal considering what peak days can get up to right now. It's almost half price at that point. I that I would kind of want to see this as a permanent thing. You know, we yeah. talked about what some of the things that we, we would like to see throughout the Disneyland Resort you know, Mel, you were talking about some of the ticket changes, and it looks like we're starting to see some of that, you know, enacted now. Like, yeah, I think you're, that's like, you're welcome, price. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just, yeah, it, it's pretty cool. I mean, I can't complain. Can't complain. It's, it is a good price. So if they were to yeah. make that permanent, that'd be great. And, you know, the great part about that price is that if you have a pass that, has more block out dates than usual or you can't get a reservation or something if you really want to go or if you have friends or family that are going and you like i said you can't get your reservation or, or you're blocked out or something like that that is a much easier price to pay than you know upwards of almost 200 dollars, especially if it's a peak day so this is a great change i know that it's limited to those two months worth of dates but let's see more of this Mm-hmm. I like that change. Over at Disneyland, we're also going to be getting f- uh, free photos for attractions. If you get, um, actually, for everyone that goes to the Disneyland yep. Resort as part of the Disney 100 celebration, you don't even have to have uh, Genie Plus. Starting February 4th, you'll just get free attraction photos, which is kind of cool. Uh, you know, these things, they add up, you know, and I think one of the biggest problems people have had over the last couple of years is with so many people having financial issues and you know not working not being able to work you name it it has felt like disney's been nickel and diming a lot of people for like the last you know several years and i mean this has been progressively happening right like the prices have been going up but specifically in the last two or three years with a lot of the other issues that we've had and and the pandemic and everything the closures of the park it's just hit harder right it's hit different right. so mm-hmm. the fact that they're you know it doesn't make up for it 
right? But it definitely helps, and it definitely helps take some of that sour taste out of your mouth when you feel like every single piece of the experience has a price tag on it now. It, that feels weird to say because every part of the magic has always had a price tag. It's just more apparent than it's ever yeah. been. So yeah. Little things like this definitely help. You know, the goodwill of a lot of people that have been going to the parks for many years. Uh, also, Tiana's Palace coming to New Orleans Square. Uh, I saw the announcement and I saw that you guys put this in the text chain. Uh, but I didn't read too much about it outside of seeing, uh, looking at the concept art. What are the details on that? Uh, well, the concept art's kind of all that's really there. It's uh, it's French Market is getting rethemed to Tiana's Palace. That, that they're putting some smokestacks on uh, <laughs> the building and changing the colors. They're saying the interior's going to I don't remember exactly, but uh, food will you know be what did they say something like uh, be inspired by Tiana's travel and friends. So we shall see what, what, what that means. I have a feeling it's going to be a sign and some smokestacks, and then they'll change some decorations on the inside. And then they'll change the menu for like a year, and then it'll go back to all the same chicken and stuff. But, you know, prove me wrong. I, I'm glad to be proven wrong. Um, but uh, that's what it seems to be is more of just a change the signs, change the theme to kind of blend the blend the Tiana, you know, blend Tiana more into New Orleans Square. Uh, we already have um, Eudora's shop down there. And, you know, then we'll have Tiana's Palace. I keep wanting to call it Tiana's Place because that's what it is in the movie. But it's Tiana's Palace, and it bothers me, and I don't know why. But that's fine. And then we'll have... Uh, because the... they should have called it Tiana's Place. That's well, I know yeah. that's what they should have done. <laughs> but whatever, I don't know. Uh, and then they'll have the attraction. So uh, nice little Tiana, Princess and the Frog injections into Norland Square, I think. Yeah. So I think you're right about the menu. Did they <clears throat> happen to mention how much the prices are going to go up with this retheming? <laughs> they didn't. I mean, French Market, they're still saying staying, uh, you know, cafe buffeteria style, you know, go down the line, grab your food and then go find a table. So I can't imagine it goes up too much. Um, I mean, other than just like general going up, but we shall see. I don't think the the buffeteria restaurants can really, I don't know. I think if you're charging for theme, you should have like a, you know, waiter or, you know, a server yeah. and like a, a experience other than standing outside the exit trying to find a table that's not covered in you know Leaves. garbage and yeah <laughs> and like old french fries and stuff so oh. <laughs> it might be a little uh i don't know concerning if they price gouge you for not being able to find a table that that would be poor decision on that part but we shall see i guess we have we have a little bit of time to find that out yeah all i know is that if i don't see a trumpet playing alligator i'm gonna be upset well, he'll probably be in the ride. Yeah, but I want to see him walking stage. around. Yeah, <laughs> just stage? walking around. Like, no, they'll just be like the around. other. So remember <laughs> in the movie, he plays with the other guys, and they're just up like chickens and stuff, like people in costumes. That's probably what it'll be. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Going down the bayou. Going Where's, down. It's the Mardi bayou. Gras every Going day or something. I don't know. It's my favorite song on that entire soundtrack. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and some of the biggest news that came out last week was the fact that uh, Susan Arnold was going to be stepping down as uh, chairman of the board for the Disney Company. Uh, Seven-year member of the board and executive chairman of Nike, Mark G. Parker, was elected to... I'm pretty sure uh, that's Nike, uh, Hazen. Is it Nike? Yeah, I think it's, so. <laughs> all right, we'll go with Nike. Sure. I, you know, I've said it both ways, and I've gotten like slammed for saying it both ways in the past. Really? So, yeah, like I've said it Nike, and people are like, it's Nike. And then I'll say it Nike, and, and people are like, it's Nike. I'm like, uh, I've whatever. literally never heard anybody say The shoe say company Nike. with That's, a swoosh. There you go. <laughs> That's so bananas. Now I have to look that up, because I've never heard anybody on the face of the planet call it Nike before. So now I have another rabbit Honestly, hole to dig into. I do think it's Nike. I've always heard of it like that. I've heard it pronounced both ways, but, you know, I've gotten slammed uh, for saying it both ways. So on now I on just Google pronunciation machine, it says Nike. All right. Anyway. Well, perfect. So the executive chairman of Nike, according to the Google translator. A uh, company was named after the ancient Greek goddess of victory, Nike, which is pronounced Nike. Anyway, so there you go. Uh, whatever. Sweet. Sorry, tangent again. Anyway, (laughs) so uh, Mark G. Parker, who is the executive chairman of Nike, uh, is going to be taking over for Susan Arnold as chairman of the board at the Disney Company. And one of the duties that he is going to be a part of is working alongside Bob Iger to advise on the CEO succession plan. It looks like they're going to be not only looking for internal candidates, but also external candidates for the next CEO. Honestly, I don't think I saw this coming. I It was kind of a weird move because hasn't she only been in that position like three or four years? I don't know. Bye, Felicia. That's what I have to say. <laughs> I, I had no idea. I have no idea. I am learning as we go. <laughs> well, it, it's weird, yeah. too, because everybody was saying, like, she was the front runner to take over and blah, 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 blah. Who cares? Whatever. She called everybody fat, so she can leave. It's oh, okay. Oh, that's her. She Bye. did call me <laughs> that, so it is what it is. Yeah, I. it was a weird move because I thought she was only in that position for a few years. Uh, I could be wrong, but I guess she had served in other stuff uh, while in the Disney company. Are you saying as uh, chairman of the board? No, no, in other positions. As, but oh, okay, what, yeah. So here's the crazy thing, right? So I remember reading, I wish I had the exact quote in front of me. I'm paraphrasing at this point, but I remember reading something along the lines of when she stepped down, it said that she had reached like the 15-year limit of serving as part of something with Disney. But mm-hmm. like it sounded kind of sus. Like it sounded like she was getting pushed out of the position. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, that was kind of the big stuff that was announced uh, at the Disneyland Resort over at Disney World as well. Uh, I know that there was other stuff, but we got a couple of fun things stuff. that we want to do this episode. But before we do, we do want to remind you that this episode of Podcasters is brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcasters possible. If you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, head on over to podcateers.com slash FGP. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors, a link to our Patreon, some information on the FGP Squad, and then links to other stuff on the Podcateers website itself. But if you do have more uh, questions about it, feel free to reach out to us. You can join us over on Discord, 
Joining our Discord community is super simple. Head over to podcasters.com slash links. There you will find a link to our Discord server. Uh, and within a few clicks, you'll be part of the community. Uh, you can also reach out to us on social media like Facebook, Instagram. Just shoot us a message. We'll be happy to answer any questions you might have about the FGP squad. But in general, being a part of the FGP squad family gets you some additional perks like access to our happy hour calls, random giveaways, access to additional uh, content that we've uploaded to Patreon and more. So again, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. And of course, to all of the members of the FGP Squad family, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. And FGP Squad, we are working on the next date for our next call. So information on that will be coming up as soon as next week next episode so uh we'll be posting that also in the fgp discord channel so uh look out for that announcement coming soon oh hey you know what we had a chance to play this weekend uh disney Dreamland valley valley <laughs> yes yes i did okay. play that um okay. but you know how funko has been releasing board games that are themed off like attraction themed games mm -hmm. like the golden girls attraction yeah and... like the golden girls i love lucy uh, mash like all those <laughs> night court night court <laughs> no uh so funko's been releasing Small board World. games that are themed <laughs> Not yeah they've been releasing board about. games that are you know themed after disney attractions uh we actually attempted to play the what is it called call of the spirits or spirits Call of the Spirits is what the Haunted Mansion one is called. Uh, uh huh. So we attempted to play that during an FGP call. I set up the board game and we were trying to play, and it turned into a giant mess. Uh, it was <laughs> a lot more difficult to play <laughs> than we thought it was going to. You know, it's definitely a game that I think we'll want to play when we're together in person. But uh -huh. the Haunted Mansion game, it's a small world. I have a Jungle Cruise one. Um,. And then I have a Big Thunder Mountain version uh, of these games. And the family and I had an opportunity to play the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad version uh, nice. of the game. And I will say that it was not as difficult to play as the Haunted Mansion game. It still took us a few turns to kind of get into the groove of it. But it looks kind of cool. Like you set up the board around this little plastic Big Thunder Mountain thing. Mm -hmm. And the idea is the mountain spins and marbles go down into these mine shafts. Oh, cool. And the marbles are either gold, iron, or something like that. Uh, water, or there's a red marble that means like stuff's about to go down right no. and so the cards will either allow you to move within the seven spaces or the seven mines around the mountain and the cards will also allow you to either mine the gold panhandle the gold or mine like the iron ores i think are, are what are part of the game you can get like uh, power-ups so to speak so that you can take two of them and so the way that you win the game is you can convert the coins that you get for mining into more power-ups or you can convert them to moves on the game board. First one to get to 20 or 25 technically wins. 
But after you reach 20, everybody kind of takes one more turn and then you tally up all your scores and stuff like that. I have to admit, it was really fun. Like, I'm not huge on board games. Like, they, mm-hmm. like if I'm doing, like, a Monopoly game, I can take Monopoly for, like, a good six or seven minutes before I'm like, I'm done. We're, that's it. No more. Flip the uh, table re- over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, throw a tantrum, flip the table, the whole nine yards. But gotcha. my youngest is really into board games. Like, my wife is really into board games, and my youngest is really into board games. So we've been exploring different games. Like, we're doing all the classics, right? Like, we've been playing Battleship together a lot. We've been playing Sorry and stuff. But I figured, you know what? I bought these games because the original intent was for all of us to get together and play mm-hmm. them so we can film them, put them on YouTube, right? But we haven't been able to do that. And the games are just sitting there. So... We haven't played Haunted Mansion. Uh, I think we're gonna play all of them over the next over the course of the next several weeks. But Big Thunder Mountain, I have to admit, was way more fun than I thought it was gonna be. So I would recommend it. It's like thirty bucks, but tends to go on sale for like twenty two quite often. Uh, I would say wait for it to go on sale, uh, unless okay. you're like super eager to get it. But yeah, so the next one that we're probably going to play, knowing that the Haunted Mansion one is a little more difficult, we'll probably do the Jungle Cruise one next. Uh, I've seen gameplay for the It's a Small World one, and that one I know is just like super simple. It's basically Candyland, but you're on It's a Small World. So Uh, I think the Haunted Mansion one will probably be the last one that we play since it's the most difficult of all of them. The ultimate Uh, challenge. The the game said that it was going to be uh, mm-hmm. for up to four players. It said it was going to be 45 minutes. Our entire game, because things kept getting reset, there was landslides and mudslides and earthquakes and dinosaur bones haunting you, all sorts of stuff. Our entire game took like three and a half hours. Well, that sounds like a wildest ride in the wilderness, I tell you it what. It definitely was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the only thing I regret not doing while we were playing was playing the audio for Big Thunder in the background. So we just Oh, had that would have been perfect. It's and, a legend yeah. of Thunder Mountain. Yeah. That song. So oh, anyway, that's, that's uh I know that's a horrible review <laughs> for the game. It was uh, long but, but fun, kind of complicated, but maybe play it. <laughs> yeah, like I mean if review. you have an opportunity to play it, I definitely recommend it. I think if you're a Disney fan, Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll be easier for you to get into the game if you're a Disney fan, especially a Big Thunder fan. For non-Disney uh-huh. fans, it's an interesting game that will just seem like a board game that you might get bored of if you're not, if there's like no Disney connection. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, that makes sense. But you so. know, you're talking about games. I've come up with a game to play. On this here podcast, uh, oh nice with, with you with you fine folks. Sure. Um, so I, <laughs> I've been trying to come up with you know fun little game to play because all the best podcasts have games, so we got to have a game because sure. we're the best, of course. So so this this is called the Shop Disney game, um, and I've noticed that Shop Disney has a lot of weird merchandise that you can buy with characters on it and or themed to uh <laughs> whatever character um so yeah. this game is going to be uh i <laughs> i'm going to find 
uh, a weird thing, and I will tell you what the thing is, and you guys got to guess what uh, character or property or whatever this said thing is themed around. Disney. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, Disney. <laughs> it's Jeopardy, and I'll say be more specific. What <laughs> is Disney? There you go. No questions. So anyway, we'll just I I'll just do one. Um, I don't want. I'm sure you know, we'll find plenty. But um, so this here is a wooden grill scraper with bottle opener. Um, it's like a wooden paddle. And in the middle of the wooden paddle, it has a bottle opener, and it's meant for scraping your grill. How do we buzz in, or how do we... You could just... I don't know. I, I'll just tell you no until you get it right. I don't know. We'll, we're making this up as we go <laughs> along. So we're guessing the, the the Disney property or the... So I'll tell the... you, this is, this is a specific character. So it's themed after a character. Okay. So I'm looking for a character under the Disney corporate umbrella. Okay. Bloop, 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 bloop. Okay, Hazen. What is ratatouille? <laughs> no, it is not a ratatouille grill Dang. scraper. No. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Um. Let's see. I'll give give you some some hints here. Well, it's not going to help you that it's approximately sixteen inches long. Can I? 90... Can I guess? Yeah. Guess. Guess anytime. I'm going to say Incredibles. It's not Incredibles. Okay, because I thought um, Father's those... Day kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, no, he <laughs> he grills at Incredibles too. I think. That's a yeah. good guess. Those would <laughs> both make good grill scrapers, I think. The, uh, this grill scraper on the handle is uh, a little phrase that says, Grill, I will. Snow White. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hazen. What is Yade? From Star Wars, the green Yade. Yeah, yes, it's Yoda. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it is nice. uh, Jedi Master Yoda's grill scraper. Wow. Because uh, <laughs> that's what Yoda's known for, his killer for barbecues, right? Barbecue, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you can buy, you can pick yourself up a Yoda grill scraper for $39.99 on uh, Shop Disney. Um, so... That's the that's the shop Disney game. <laughs> that was um, fun. <laughs> so do we have do, do we have only one? Um, here I know another one off the top of my head. Um, All right, let's do one more. Let's do one that, more. that that was fun. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if this is still on here. I'm glad that one I got it on that one because my next one was gonna be Mater. <laughs> like Mater seemed like he was like a. Like all I had in my head was let's go driving, check your driving now. <laughs> Do they not have this anymore? This was this was the one that started my whole idea for this thing. Let's see. All right, uh, this used to be on Shop Disney. Hopefully, it's still there. It might not be anymore. Uh, this is a cheese board for your home. You could put various uh, cheeses and other charcuterie on this board. It is made of, it uh, looks like slate. And what else can I tell you about it? It costs $59.99. It's a cheese bloop. board. Yes. Uh, it is the Black Widow Bride from the Haunted Mansion trying to entertain uh, her next victim. Close. So <laughs> I, I should have been more specific uh, with this one. It is a general property. So this is the Haunted Mansion cheese board. Um, oh, I was right. It's not. You were. Nice. Yes, it is. A, it's a Haunted <laughs> Mansion cheese board. <clears throat> yes, the, that's crazy. Uh, 
left quarter is uh, printed with the uh, wallpaper. Then the right three quarters has as says the haunted mansion. It has the hitchhiking ghosts uh, silhouette. Uh, fifty nine ninety nine. I'm not sure if this is available on uh, Shop Disney anymore. The page was uh, you know eaten by Doug or something. I don't know. I couldn't get to it, but I did find an old article about it. Um, so yeah, haunted mansion cheese board. It's a big flat rock that you can put cheese on, you know, for your Haunted Mansion cheese parties or whatever. Uh. So no (laughs) joke. The moment you said slate, I'm like black. Okay. I was going to guess Nightmare Before Christmas because I've seen some stuff. Yeah. So that was a good guess. (laughs) Apparently you can get get it on eBay for 75. (laughs) This must not have been here anymore. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. I just said the Black Widow Bride because I thought like, all right, well, it's a funny joke that she's trying to, like, you know, lure somebody in with a charcuterie board. I didn't think it was actually Haunted Mansion, though. Well, like, honestly, you know, before, <laughs> I was going to guess Ratatouille again. And yeah. then I just thought, what's funnier than saying Ratatouille again? I was like, all right, I'm just going to go with the Black Widow Bride. Like, she's throwing parties now for her next victim. Wow. All right. Cool. <laughs> I like so, this So game. that's the... Me that's too. the fun, that's the, Dis, the shop Disney game. So we'll play that. I don't know every week or whenever we want. Whenever I remember to look up a shop Disney thing. Um. So yeah. Well, <laughs> when I come across a, a a weird thing on shop Disney, which is not hard to do, we'll play a shop Disney game again. All right. Okay. You heard it here first. <laughs> if Disney starts posting this on TikTok, you know where they got it from. It'll probably be mostly <laughs> uh, the the weirdest ones seem to be like like kitchen accessories so far but i'm sure there's other weird stuff so we shall find out i guess <laughs> nice nice all right well we're getting close to the end of the episode so i think it's time for andrew's segment of course it is currently called disney 100 but in 50 weeks so it's to a year by andrew extravaganza podcateer sponsored by honda andrew have you finally given this segment a name yeah uh, me and my wife we were we're trying to work on a name, so I think we've come just to save the mouthful of thirty-eight care, you know, thirty-eight words. Um, we're just going to call this uh, "Great Moments with Mister Andrew." Is what we're calling nice. this. Perfect. It's very silly, nice. but uh, it's it's uh, easy to say, <laughs> easy to remember. <laughs> so this year, and uh, great moments with Mister Andrew, we have nineteen twenty-seven. In 1928, and if you know anything about 1928, it's quite a doozy. So, but we're starting with 1927. We got a short little bit about 1927. So, in uh, 1927, the Walt Disney Studios hires uh, Les Clark, who you may know as a member of the Nine Old Men. Uh, this is when he gets his start uh, with Walt Disney Studios. Um, they also hire uh, Fritz Freeling and Max Maxwell, who had previously worked uh, at the Laughagram Studios with Walt. Um, and around that same time that they are hired, Walt also had received a bankruptcy settlement from uh, the Laughagram Studios for $28,000. That all kind of happens towards the beginning of, of the year. But in January, uh, Disney starts sending sketches of cartoon rabbits to Charles Mintz to be approved for the new Oswald series. Uh, that is going to be that is going to come um, by March of that year. The contract was signed with Universal uh, with between Mints and Universal and then between Disney and Mints to uh, work on the first Oswald shorts. Uh, 
Poor Papa is the first short to be delivered. They send it off to Mince, and the critics say, well, Oswald, old, sloppy, fat, I don't like him. Uh, <laughs> and so they get working on the second uh, short, Trolley Troubles, which is, is a very well-known Oswald uh, short at this point. Um, but they send Trolley Troubles to Mintz, and he loves it. That premiered on July 4th at the Criterion Theater in Los Angeles and was not released uh, in theaters until September of the same year. But in July, because of this project, the, the Oswald Project, uh, they split the animators into two teams. One uh, that's Ub Iwerks, Fritz Freeling, and the other Hugh Harmon and Ham Hamlin. Um, and then on July 16th, uh, the 56th and last Alice comedy premieres because these had been canceled at this point. Um, so the last one, they've completed the run with 56. And by the end of 1927, Disney had completed 15 Oswald shorts. Um, they all hadn't premiered yet, uh, but they were done animating 15. Um, so that's, that's 27, 1927. It's mostly... It's Oswald season. It's Oswald, a year of Oswald. But 1928, ooh, buddy. Uh, Disney had everything to look up to, you know, look forward to in 1928, but I'm sure did not go the way Walt <laughs> had uh, planned this year to go. Um, so in January, Universal starts approaching Disney's animators to come and work for them instead of Disney. Um, and, uh, that includes Ub Iwerks and, uh, Ub told them no, and then went to Walt and said, Hey, this is going on. They're trying to poach all your guys. And he's refuses to believe that this is the case. Um, but with this news and, and everything, uh, Walt and Roy decide to send Walt to New York to renegotiate the Oswald contract with Charles Mintz to get at least $2,500 per short in the future from what they already had contracted. Um, so uh, while Walt and Lillian are in New York, uh, Walt approaches people from MGM, Fox, and Universal to see if they're interested in uh, pro uh, releasing the Oswald shorts instead of uh, mints. Walt's trying to get out of this mints deal, and all these guys say, no, you have a contract, da 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 da, -da. So it's not not going anywhere. <laughs> he's trying to get out from this deal. Um, but he's there. They say no. So he goes in to negotiate with Charles Mintz. You know, they go back and forth for a while. Walt wants 2500 He offers low. Da, 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 da. The final offer that uh, Mintz uh, offers is $1,800 per film plus 50% of the box office profits. But Mintz would take control of the Disney studio. And it would just be his thing. And he would just pay Walt and Roy as employees $200 a week. And Walt obviously says, uh, no, thank you, sir. And returns to Hollywood. And this happens all between uh, this is January and February. So by March, four of Disney's principal animators hand in their resignation to accept uh, positions with uh, Charles Minson's new company, Snappy Comedies. Um, and at that time, Walt relinquishes all claim to Oswald to Charles Mintz. And when that happens, uh, Ub and Walt start working on Mickey Mouse. Um, what would become Mickey Mouse? Ub does this all 
in solitude by himself. So none of these animators that are defecting can see what's going on because they're still working on, they have this contract. So they're still working on Oswald shorts until the contract ends in the Disney studio, but they haven't, they lose the rights to Oswald. So while Oswald stuff is still getting, you know, worked on by other animators, the first short that Ub starts working on is Plane Crazy, which is based on Charles Lindbergh's transatlantic flight. Um, and he completes this all <laughs> in isolation from everybody. And so by the end of April, they finish the last Oswald shorts that they're contracted to do. The animators head off to their new jobs with Charles Mintz. By that time, Plane Crazy is complete. On May 16th of that of 1928, Walt applies for the Mickey Mouse trademark. And on the 21st, he applies for the Mickey Mouse patent with the patent office. Um, so things are starting to move really quick with uh, with Mickey Mouse here. I think Walt's, uh, you know, realizing it's uh, I'm I'm owning this creation of mine. I'm getting um, this done not, now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not letting anybody take mm-hmm. this from me. So uh, end up, you know, he started in March with uh, end of March animating by May. He's he's sending in trademarks and stuff. Um, so in June, they work on the second. They start working on the second. Uh, Mickey Mouse short, which is uh, Gallop and Gaucho. Um, but around the same time, they realize that their best bet is to uh, do a cartoon with sound. Um, sound is, you know, getting more prevalent in the industry. Just the year prior, uh, the jazz singer had come out, which was the first talkie, as they would say, the first movie with sound. So they decide we're going to do Steamboat Willie. So in July, production begins on Steamboat Willie which is the first cartoon designed to be made with a soundtrack. And so by August, about a month, animation for Steamboat Willie is complete. So Walt packs up, heads to New York. Uh, On his way, he stops off in Kansas City to have Carl Stalling compose the score for Steamboat Willie. Uh, When he gets to New York, uh, there's a couple different sound formats that uh, you can go with because this technology is so new. Um, So he chooses Cinephone and gets to recording uh his first recording session uh cost a thousand dollars but was an utter failure and uh really uh put a sour note on some stuff um so two weeks went by they get some more money get another orchestra together and record a successful recording of the soundtrack took about three hours but in this time you know, Walt's in New York, spending all money, getting <laughs> getting uh, stuff recorded. So uh, he has to have Roy sell his car, which is the Moon Roadster. We've talked about this on Quizneyland before as a question. Um, so uh, it sells his Moon Roadster to cover the animator's payroll while he's in New York and to get the sound for Steamboat Willie. Walt is then, once the, the soundtrack is complete, Walt's shopping this around. He shows it to to executives and people at all these different companies and everybody loves it. They're amazed, whatever. Nobody wants to send it out. Nobody wants to buy it. Nobody wants anything to do with it, whatever. They love it. Don't really care. Um, But a guy named Harry Reichenbach, uh, who is a promoter in New York for the Colony Theater, offers Walt $500 for a two-week run in his theater of Steamboat Willie. Uh, Walt counters with $1,000 and Reichenbach accepts the offer. Um, on November 18th, Steamboat Willie premieres uh, at the Colony Theater. 
Um, the film was shown every night for two weeks, and Walt attended every showing. Uh, and after his run, uh, after its run, the after Steamboat Willie's run, Walt uh, returned to California. The two previous uh, Mickey Mouse shorts, Playing Crazy and Galloping Gaucho, have soundtracks added to them. Uh, by the end of 1928, Disney had completed 26 Oswald shorts and three Mickey Mouse shorts. This is the year, I guess, that Disney kind of is cemented in the history books. Uh, Mickey premieres, and uh, the, the next year is kind of going to be Mickey Explosion, as I would say, I guess. Mickey Explosion. Um, so that's 1928. Big, long year. Uh, I need a drink of water. Um, so that, <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, Great Moments with Mr. Andrew, 1927, 1928. Yeah, big year for the Disney company. I mean, uh, getting to the point where you're basically screwed out of your character, right? You have to yep. pivot. Yeah. And, you know, knowing the type of entrepreneur that Walt was, he had two options, right? Come up with something new, work with the people that he trusted to come up with something new, which is what he did with Ub Iwerks, or, you know, throw your hands up in the air and just, you could wave them like you just don't care, but he was like, this isn't gonna be the end of me you know we're we're doing mm -hmm. this one way or another <laughs> as you'll as you'll come to find over the many many weeks to come the rest is history obviously a hundred years of history to be exact but you know big year you know it only goes up and well i mean i, I shouldn't say it always went up because there were some years that they continued to struggle and Things look bleak at some points, but but uh, I don't think anything looked as bleak as as uh, when Oswald was pulled from Walt. I think that was that's pretty pretty bleak of times uh, for I mean a small company at the time, but uh, you know look what look what it turned into. I guess is kind of the yeah. the amazing thing, and yeah, uh, yeah. I I really do hope that people. Uh, realize how much Ub contributed. I know we do, and I know a lot of historians do, but I, d I know the company likes to say, and then Walt Disney came up with the idea for Mickey Mouse, and da-da-da-da-da. But, you know, Ub was there and doing the drawing and doing everything. Like <laughs> yeah. Ub drew Mickey Mouse. Ub came up with the, the caricature of Mickey Mouse. Um, yeah. So you gotta, you gotta remember, you know, it wasn't a one-man operation, even if, you know... Walt Walt's always there and he's got the the creative juices and everything but there's also you know Roy is there and and all these other uh animators Les Clark these people are making making Mickey Mouse and Disney just as much as Walt um mm -hmm. with his vision but yeah so it's let's let's not forget everybody else and that's that's kind of why I try to go a little bit long-winded in these is to 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 show everybody that you know as much as i can that was an integral part of of this operation because it's you know walt was an amazing person and you know but there's a bunch of amazing people that he was able to to find and nurture and get amazing things out of as well so let's just always remember that there there's so many people behind this giant machine that makes these amazing and, you know, um, films and, and things. And, you know, we'll get into, you know, we still, <laughs> we still have, uh, uh, 
uh, 20 some odd years until we get to Imagineering and uh, yeah. and stuff like that. So we've got got qu- quite a while to go, but then that becomes, you know, another just branch of amazing creative people. So it's a yeah. Disney 100, but it's, there's hundreds and thousands of people that have have contributed to get Disney to this point in time. You know, the great thing about Walt is, I know we've mentioned this before, especially when we've talked about Imagineering and stuff, is that, you know, Walt was able to recognize what people were great at, and he let them do their thing. He w- That's one of the reasons why he was so successful. Like, when it came to animation and drawing, Walt did well, but he wasn't, like, the greatest artist. He wasn't the greatest animator. But, mm-hmm. you know, of iWorks specifically, Walt once called him the greatest animator in the world. He trusted Ub a lot when it came to, you know, all of his creations really early on. And even before Mickey, you know, he played a huge role in everything that the Disney company did. Uh, There's a really great book about Ub Iwerks called The Hand Behind the Mouse. Uh, It was written by John Kenworthy and uh, Leslie Iwerks. Uh, Leslie Iwerks you know, most recently uh, did the Imagineering story for Disney Plus, and then they put out the book with all those additional stories. Uh, the Daughter of a Byworks. Uh, great book. If you have an opportunity to pick it up, it's frequently on Amazon used for, you know, like less than 10 bucks most of the time for a hardcover copy. Uh, nope. If you ever have an opportunity to read that book, great reads. It, it's a couple hundred pages. It's not very long, but it it's a really great look into Ub and how he contributed to really the early years of the Disney company. It's also fun to see or fun and interesting to look back on some of the people that Walt worked with really early on that went on to do a lot of other things that became really famous Mm -hmm. like like fritz freeling right like he went on to create looney tunes with chuck jones and i mean that Mm -hmm. was huge competitor to mickey mouse like he worked with a lot of these animators that went on to to make these iconic characters in their own right so the history is fantastic like this is part of what I love about the Disney company, right? Like the the mm-hmm. parks are great. The attractions are great. You know, getting a chance to run through the parks, but especially when we started the podcast, like this is what sparked my attention. And this is what like really piqued my interest, right? Like the peak behind the curtain, the history behind everything. So I'm enjoying these segments that you're putting on and I'm looking forward to how you produce and how you uh, introduce our listeners to more of that history as we continue through these great moments with Mr. Andrew, as they will now be called. That's me. (laughs) Sponsored by Honda. No, just kidding. No more Honda. But not really. (laughs) But not really. Sponsored by, uh, what was, well, I don't know. It was great moments with Mr. Lincoln sponsored by anybody right now. That's a good question. I don't don't think think so. so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Anyway. Okay. All right. That's going to wrap it up. For this episode, we'd love to hear your thoughts on things that we talked about. We'd love for you to join the community over on Discord. Again, podcateers.com slash links. Uh, If for anything, go look at the picture of the beef shank. Because if Thor's hammer ever makes it to Pim's kitchen, like we need that documented. Because that shows that Disney's listening and they like the deliciousness that we talk about on the podcast. So there you go. You heard it here first. 
Thor's hammer. And tag us. <laughs> <laughs> and tag us, exactly. <laughs> and don't I forget to smash that, that subscribe button. Hit that like button, smash that subscribe button, ring, ring that, that bell icon for notifications. Bow, 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 bow. Anyway, not any of that stuff. This is a podcast. <laughs> oh, hey, <laughs> you thing. know what? Do something <laughs> for me, though. Not you. Li- people listening. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you, whatever. Um, tell some friends about the podcast. If you like it, tell two friends and have them tell two friends. And if they all, everybody tells two friends for affinity, everybody in the world is going to listen to the podcast. So if you enjoy listening to this and you have a friend that, you know, you think might like it or a coworker or like a barista or, you know, your garbage person or the nurse at the doctor's office, you know, and they're wearing a Minnie Mouse sweat, you know, like, uh, what do they call those scrubs? Like scrubs. Uh, scrubs yeah. Tell them about Podcateers. Say, hey, I, you should listen to this show. It would help us out a lot. Uh, not that we don't appreciate all the listeners we currently have, but wouldn't it be great to have more? Then everybody can hear uh, these great moments with Mr. Andrew and all this other bananas things that I come up with to do. Instead of asking for ratings like I was trying to do before, you know, a lot of the places people listen to podcasts don't have a rating system. It's hard to get if you, especially if you, like, I don't have Apple, so there's no way to rate it unless you listen to Spotify, which I do. And I rated it. But anyway, just tell some, tell, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your, you know, person doing your nails, tell anybody you see about Pocketeers, and I would be very grateful. And then Quizneyland, too. There's a Quizneyland, not, no, there's no Quizneyland this, like, there's a Quizneyland next week. We'll talk there about it There is one then. from last but week, which is a great episode. There's a Quizneyland so. from last week that we didn't talk about. So listen to the Quizneyland, yeah. too. And tell people about that. I just, I don't know. You know, it'd just be nice to share it with more people. So we appreciate everybody that's listening, but uh, we want more. I'm going to be greedy about it. More, we please. We want more. We want to be where people's ears are. We want to show <laughs> up on people's devices. Download it to your favorite podcast app, maybe even iTunes. Because it's our turn. Just listen to us. We think that you'll like it and listen a lot. It's always free. But thank you, FGPs. (laughs) On Patreon. Because look. That was beautiful. If, there's so many people that didn't that get to hear this song. Bravo. So, so Hazen like literally came up with that on the spot. No script, <sighs> nothing. So, so many people are missing that out on that. So, if you could tell some friends, shoot them over a link, share it on Facebook or on Instagram or whatever, share our posts, share that you like Podcasters and you listen to it. It would really like help us out. And we'd really appreciate it. And we re- appreciate everybody that's listening. And if you want to become an FGP member, you can also do that too. We'd really appreciate exactly. that. That's really cool. And then Hazen <laughs> can sing more songs about you. Oh, that but I don't anyway, even know how that came out to begin with. So, but that's a great it way was to like end his, the podcast. He was like, I agree. He was like possessed mm-hmm. by like something that it took over his body, and he sang a song. I don't know. But anyway. Well, I think that's a great place to end the podcast. I, yeah, I couldn't I have said so it better too. myself. I think that's a, a <laughs> great thing. If you can tell a friend, tell two, tell three. It's all fun and games. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember 
to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Part of the Podcateers Network.